food over there. There's food. Pizza. Looks oh, lovely. Okay, okay, get it. Okay, okay, get it. No, wait. Wait. We must obey the five-second rule. Uh, sir, sir. What, 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 why? Why, why can't we just... I'd rather go get on that food. Why, why can't we go get on the food yet? It is written in the most ancient of our texts that we must obey the five-second rule. Well, I, 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 I don't understand. Surely, surely our job is to be on that food and we should just go straight to that food. Like, what... Look, look, you are aware that humans produce various cleaning substances. Yes. And you are aware that most of them kill 99% of germs. Yes. Many years ago, we made a pact with the humans... That they would not kill 100% of us if we would stay off their food for at least five seconds. That was the agreement that our forebears made. Well, I, I suppose, but it seems like such an arbitrary amount of time. Like, surely, surely the humans would have wanted to strike a deal for more like 10, 15 seconds and... There was a lot of back and forth. Well, I, I'm impressed, sir, that we got such a good deal out of the humans that we only have to give it five seconds. Are there any exceptions to this? Are there any times where we're allowed to get, get on it in less than five seconds? Marmite. We're allowed to go for Marmite as quickly as possible, because that stuff's gross, nobody wants it. What, what about what about things that have fallen into, like, wet mess? You know, what if someone, like, you know, drops something in some sick? Well, then, of course, we have to hand it over to the uh, stomach bacteria, who uh... are already there in present. And in many cases, they will, they're so ingrained into the, the culture of us, the germs, the bacteria, that they will recoil back from the food for the first five seconds. And, and I, I, have, I have, I guess, only only one more question. Now I, now I stop and think about it, sir. Why, why is it that, like... Dry, dry food somehow... Like, why, why do we have to leave that longer? Why is that okay for longer than five seconds? It's just not worth it. You know, like, nobody wants a bit of dry pasta. Boring. Pizza, om nom nom nom. Speaking of which, shall we uh, get on that? I think it's I been, think, been, I think been more than five, than five seconds. seconds. Oh, right. charge! Good evening, everyone. Fred here from Channel 7 News, and I'm here today in Dorset to investigate the local sample mines, because... We've unfortunately had a terrible cave-in, and we'll get down to that in a, in a moment. But I, uh, I have one of the one of the workers from the sample mines here for an interview. Um, hello. Hello there. What's your name? It's Clive. Hello, Clive. Um, I understand you work in the Dorset sample mines. Could you tell me a little bit about the job for those who don't know what you do in the sample mines? Well, we have these specially modified picks. They've got little microphones on the end. We dig out the samples. We we were uh, recently Ooh. just found a, a lovely lovely seam of hi-hats it was brilliant just just digging along just see this is fascinating i think most many people don't know that uh, that the parts that you find in music the music samples are a, a natural resource um have you ever worried that that as a natural resource we're going to run out of samples while while exporting them from dorset which as we all know is the world capital of music samples well, you'll find that musical genres come in and out depending on sort of what we're digging out at the time. Recently, we've had a, an awful lot of wubs, so we have been uh, naturally exporting more dubstep. Fascinating. And um, can you tell me a little bit about what caused this sample mine cave-in? To be fair, we had found some absolutely massive wubs just... <laughs> We, we, we should have seen the signs. Unfortunately, they were such good wubs, such dirty, dirty bass, and it was absolutely fantastically dirty bass. The the miners were really getting into their groove, proper uh, cranking it out down there. But uh, all of a sudden, there was a build. There was definitely a build. We should have known. We really should have known. All we could hear for a while was just... Did, did you Naturally, a drop was going to come. Oh no! Did you accidentally hit the drop? 
we we actually hit the chop, and and actually that did lead to a cave in. Uh, lucky no one was hurt for long. I think we've developed a whole new style of like electronic jazz. Ah, uh, I'm I'm glad to know that that nobody was was too terribly hurt when the beat dropped. Well, um, it, it, do you have any final parting words for 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 those who are interested in a career for in in the sample mines, or for anyone who is concerned that that mining in the sample mines is causing damage to the Dorset countryside? Always wear a hard hat. And some DJ headphones. Remember, E11s... E11s? Attenuating earphones are absolutely vital when you're working in a noisy environment for long periods of time. (laughs) I think you should leave in the giggle about E11s. I think they're E11s. I I don't want to give people bad advice about... I don't know. I I like that you sort of thought about it giggled and kept going (laughs) okay well that's fine we can do that yay then what happened hello dears and welcome to another episode of eating the rich a recipe guide i'm here today with deirdre say hello deirdre hello oh hello deirdre today once again we're going to be talking you through eating the rich a guide to destroying the bourgeoisie through a recipe uh what ingredients do we need today to eat the rich deirdre well i think today we're going to go for something slow cooked there's there's lots of uh lots of good meat lots of good fat lo- lovely marbling there on the rich i find well, see, what i find with the rich is because they've eat that they, they've they've got so much access to food whenever they wish mm. you you often find that they have a little bit of fat to them so slow cooking is a really good way to just make that fat just fall right off the meat Absolutely, it makes absolutely wonderful gravy. Oh goodness, yes! Don't, that's always our tip for eating the rich. Don't f- don't throw out any of the juices. They make for good gravy. They do. Save the gravy. Save the gravy. Save the poor. Eat the rich. So, mm. as the name might suggest, eating the rich. You don't want to have too large of a portion. They're quite a rich, heavy meal. I find they that are. one one member of the bourgeoisie can easily feed a family of ten. For a week or so. Oh, indeed. You just have to make sure you use every every part of the rich person. Well, it's terribly cruel if you're going to kill an animal to not eat the whole thing. Make sure you're using the whole thing. Possibly turn their skin into some kind of very soft leather. Waste not, want not is the way I put things. Waste not, want not indeed. You can use their skull to hold some nice candles. Yes, absolutely. And I tend to use the bottoms of their teeth as a toothpick. A toothy toothpick. Oh, 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 how gauche, how clever. I've taken to to sewing the teeth into children's dolls to give them a more authentic smile. Oh, absolutely. I find that they are wonderful. And if not that, I've I've taken to to shaving off their hair, carefully matting it up, and then making lovely felt hats. Oh, it's a wonderful idea you've got there. Absolutely. We're making such good use of every part of the rich person. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm terrible. Sorry, it looks like our time is up, but um, oh no, more garlic. We've put our rich person in the slow cooker, and next time we'll be back to show you the results. Exactly. Down with the bourgeoisie. Down with the bourgeoisie. Enjoy. Hmm. Oh yes, look at look at this one. The the bold lines, the such stark colours. It's an excellent example of. Um, look, I'm really I'm really sorry to bother you, but I've I've been staring at this painting for a, for a while, listening to you talk about it, and 
I don't know if I'm looking at it wrong. I'm I, I'm not much of an art person, but to me, this just looks like a blank sheet of paper. I'm not seeing any any art materials, like any paint or anything on this. You clearly wouldn't understand. Perhaps your eyes are not used to this fantastic style of uh, homeopathic art. Homeopathic art? What do you want yes, about? It's, it's homeopathic paints on canvas. Very, very special. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty sure there's no paint on this canvas. No, you don't understand. It's ultra-nucleated paint. You see, once long ago, there was a pigment in the water that was then diluted and diluted because water has memory, you see. And this is an example of how these pigments, have, they're just so vibrant, even though there's such a small amount left in there. This is Hahnemann's finest work. Well, see, here's the thing. Surely it would be more effective to use enough of the pigment that we could actually see it, and then, you know, we could see what it was doing. And surely, surely, if, like, here's the thing. I'm looking at this painting, and I can't see it doing anything. And surely if this homeopathic paint did something, I'd be able to look at it and tell you what it did. Like, what what was happening with what the paint had done. But the fact that I can't tell you what it's done... <sighs> In, in a vacuum probably means it's not done anything, surely? Perhaps to your uncivilised, untrained eyes, which we fine art critics can obviously tell a Henneman from a Kent or, or anyone else indeed. This piece here, of course, one of Constantine Herring's finest works, of course known as uh, To Heal a Broken Heart. It's an absolutely stunning piece. Uh, I believe that the uh, uh, ultra-monacular qualities of the very highest, I think there is uh, approximately one uh, quadrillionth of a part per million of, of pigment within the paints used on this particular canvas. Ah, well, um, here's, here's what I'm going to offer to you then. Uh, here is this bottle of definitely not just plain placebo paint water that I have, and it's, it, it, it once had, it once had Vanta Black in it, the blackest of blacks. How much will you give me for it? Well, of course, I myself am not a painter, but perhaps if you could find one of the, the great homeopathic painters, they'd be terribly interested in such a thing. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with paint, thanks. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba. Well, Homeopathy sucks! Hello, Sparkies! Uh, hi. I, I've got a, I've got an electrical problem. Um, I've got quite an old fuse board, and it seems like it's, it's broken. But I can't seem to find anywhere that sells the old style fuses rather than the, the, the new flip switches. Uh, do, do you know if you can help? Uh, you got an old style RCD? Yeah, no, it shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem. You um, wouldn't happen to be trans though, would you? Yeah, I don't see how that's relevant. Well, you know, it's, it's it's all very important. You know, you might want to make sure that we're treating these things correctly. Obviously, we don't want to uh, bring you to any harm. We want to make sure that you are treated with the utmost care. And uh, because trans people obviously do need special care and attention, and and uh, and and also, you know, we we do need a specialist. So I'll tell you what, I'll I'll send Steve round in about an hour, 
And then uh, in about a year from now, we'll be able to send Mike round. And Mike will give you a second opinion. The two of them will uh, compare their notes, and they'll 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 let you know if they'll be able to uh, to help you out, what? get you. Why, get your lights back why, on. Why do I need two opinions? Like I'm, I'm, I'm the one that can see my fuse board and can see like the the burnt piece where this fuse has gone. Like surely I know better than than someone on the other end of the phone what the problem is. And surely you can just send someone to to fix the problem. Oh, also, it's, oh no, no, no! Don't don't get don't get me wrong. We certainly will be sending somebody out to help. But obviously, we do need to make sure that you're absolutely sure that you you do want the lights back on. I'm, I'm before, telling you, I'd... before we make any uh, any uh, you know any, any mistakes that can't be reversed. Well, I'm I'm telling you now, I would like the lights back on, please. Well, I, obviously, that is is what you think. That's 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 very important. Absolutely, but uh, it would be wrong of us to 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 move forward. How about how about I will get someone round there with some batteries. And you can start taking those, see if you can get, like, maybe a torch on. And then, uh, you know, after a, a year of just trying that out, we don't want to do anything irreversible. And then from there we can move forward. We'll get the specialist and we'll see if we can move forward. Maybe getting, like, a, a senior technician down uh, just to, to sign you off finally. And, and, and we, we might even look at replacing your entire fuse board for you. See... Considering that I am not a trained electrician, you know, the, the the number of hoops you're making me jump through, I have half a mind to just go and find a fuse myself and fix it because, you know, solve the problem myself because you're really making me jump through unnecessary hoops here. Look, I understand there is a lot of frustration. This is a, a, a confusing time for you. But obviously we do need to make sure that you're absolutely sure this is right for you. No snap decisions. Obviously, you're very sure now. But in a in a couple of months' time, you you might have you might say you know this is this is right for me. I was wrong. I I should be in, in the dark with no power or or anything. You know that I think you know, it's very important not to rush these things. I mean, what if a child was involved? There is a child involved. I want them to be able to live in a house where I'm not upset because there's no lights. Well, I mean. I think we we need to consider very very carefully that whether or not that's that's right for them. This is what the medical establishment does to trans people. <laughs> 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 Do you need a bra? Uh, what what kind of bra are you offering me? Do you need a bra for fancy occasions? I do. What kind of bra is that? Nice one, bra. <laughs> nice one, bra. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a bra that will help you locate, you know, whether something... Where, where something falls on a vertical axis? What's up, bra? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a bra with a pocket for coins? Yeah. Do you want your change, bra? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a bra that will help you to prevent water from going further down the river? Damn, bruh. Damn, bruh. Do you need a bra that has a clear sealed tube that has some liquid in it and an air bubble? Right. Level with me, bra. <laughs> uh, do you need a bra that has very little material to it at all? Not much, bra. <laughs> do you need a bra that's completely strapless? Yes, I do. Back off, bra. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
Uh, do you need a bra that will help keep you cool in hot summer weather? Big fan bra. Oh, I was going to go for chill bra. Chill bra. Chill bra. Do you need a bra with a white clean target on the front? I know where this is going. Come at me, bra. I'm sorry, I. No, I'm not. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, hello. Sorry, sorry to bother you. I've just uh, just arrived on the scene. Detective Roberts here. I just need updating on the status of our crime scene. Well, Detective Roberts, the subject was an icy twelve elfin creature, most likely a pixie. There is an awful lot of glitter everywhere. This one appears to be silver. Oh, sorry, I. Oh, it's a frankly it's horrifying not amount for of the faint glitter. of stomach. No, I... Sorry, it never gets easier seeing this amount of glitter splattered around a room. No, I don't know how they managed to get it way up in the treetops. Can you tell me anything about the way this pixie died from the, uh, the glitter splatter? Given the amount of glitter and the distance that it's travelled, I would say some kind of heavy bludgeoning instrument, possibly a large creature, I'd say something in the sort of troll, giant or hobgoblin sort of level. Uh, this is this is what happens when you have this great a, a disparity between creature sizes. For all we know, this could have just been an unfortunate, horrific accident that there's just issues that occur. Well, according to the splatter trails for the glitter, it's clear that this was almost certainly no accident because you can see over here where the victim seems to have been smashed against that tree. But then there is a mark there where they've landed. And then over there, there is another mark where there is quite a lot of cast off. But it also looks like the victim has hit that tree as well. It's clear that the victim was really rather knocked around this small clearing. I I don't. Oh, I sorry. I'm I'm gonna need a second. I'll look, I'm gonna go look at my notes just so I can stop looking at this room full of. Oh, sorry. I, I believe we've got a. Is that a is that a call coming in? Sir, we've had a bit of a lead at the local GUM clinic. And uh, what's what's the lead? Someone's come in with a severe case of craft herpes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> uh, 